This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Eddie's ready. I'm ready. Al's ready. We do a podcast now. What's up? Um, before you start with your topics, I have one, and I'm concerned. Oh, okay. I love the topic. I'm concerned. Okay. You have discussed in the past your aha moment. What do you mean? Dun, 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 sauntering down the street. Here comes the rain. What was that on my head? Yeah, where I had a raindrop hit my head in 1997, and I was like, huh? That was felt like water on skin, and it was the top of my head. I had the huh moment today. All right. Now, I know my hair's thinning out. I'm not stupid. Okay. I have this conversation with my barber every other week. I didn't realize how terrible it is until you posted that video today. Really? Of me at the refrigerator. Like, I know that there's a spot up there for sure. I know. But seeing that, the hat game is about to start. Yeah, I also had that moment, you know, you mentioned that the raindrop hit my head. And then once I moved back to New Jersey, I was at my sister's and they had a guitar at their house and I was trying to pluck it. And she took a picture of me playing playing the guitar, but I was looking down at the string. So my head was down. My top of my head looked like a hurricane. Like, you know, <laughs> when you see the hurricane on TV, uh, like on the, on the weather map, yeah, I was like, sure. what is that? That's your head. Yeah, I didn't care for that, actually. Yeah, I wonder, like, does the video and the camera and the lighting make it worse yes, than it really is in reality? Because in all seriousness, every other week when I get my hair cut, he shows me from every angle, and I see it. It does not look that bad. Yeah. That that was posted today makes it look horrific. <laughs> and I don't think it is that bad. Right. But it still was a moment that I was like, wow, like I know and I've always, hey, look, Pete Gillen, I've always known that at some point I thought in my 50s I was going to go to basically a hat 24-7 except oh, when I'm sleeping. Like a baseball hat. Yeah, because I'm not going to be the type that's going to shave my head. I'm just not um, unless there's reasons for it. I don't plan to do that. I plan to wear hats. That's coming sooner rather than later, I think. I feel like. It's amazing how hair grows everywhere, but not on your head. Very strange. I shave literally every other day, and it's getting more and more. I want to paste it to the top of my head. I trimmed uh, my shoulder hairs yesterday. Like, legitimately, you know, I, I had believe to it. take sure. razor to my shoulders. I do like the idea. I don't think I would do it, but I do like the idea of the head tattoo. Really? I do. I think it's neat in terms of it can cover up the bald spot a little bit. 
Nothing crazy. Like, Billy's is not crazy at all. No. But I think in certain – but I'm not bald, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Nor would I do to, it anyway. You would have to get bald. Yeah, I don't – I don't. Then do it, then grow head. that hair back. Right, exactly. And I'm not doing that either. Yeah, that seems like – yeah, it's a lot. Meantime, my older son has more hair on his head than <laughs> – it's crazy. It really is. But yeah. Gina's, Gina's son, his head of hair – I look at that kid's hair. I'm like, oh my god, this is flowing. It's so thick. I know, right? I know. And mine was like that. I have pictures. Me too. My from... hair was Matthew's hair. Yeah. I say, kid, here's your future. <laughs> Enjoy it. I have pictures from Indiana State. So I was in my 20s. Yeah, sure. So thick and flowing. I remember I had a hard time getting a comb through it sometimes. I yes, knotty. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. It was like a bird's <laughs> nest. I had the same thing. I know. Forget it, though, now. When I, when, when I would not get a haircut, it would get curly. Yeah. Like, not like perm curly, but it would get curly and not. And, yeah, it would be like, my God. Never thought it would be this thin. And you get the curl up in the back. Like, yes. Where the, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That was cool. When when you have hair like that to wear a baseball hat is cool. When your hair is, like, sticking out at the sides. Yeah. Not ridiculous like a Noah Syndergaard. But, like, Derek Cole, I think, has cool hat hair. Right, 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 like right, right. A, a, yep. Enough sticking out. Yep, agreed. Hmm. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. An aha moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, during the uh, uh, Boomer and Geo show today, uh, Geo's take on the Baseball Hall of Fame was bugging me. I didn't want to say anything on the air because his his main take of it was, why do you care? That was the whole okay, thing. I didn't hear this. I think okay, this is so what I was doing Aaron Rodgers. If I if I understood. Wow, that sounded weird. When I was you were editing doing him, Aaron, Jerry. When I was editing the Aaron Rodgers interview with oh. McAfee, yes. I heard yeah, I didn't I didn't know what was going on, but it, my my accountant Richie texted me. He goes, Wow, Gio's off the deep end on this Hall of Fame stuff. I want to call in and yell at him. I wrote back, I don't know what you're talking about. So continue. I'm so sorry. he he seemed to be upset that people were angry. That Scott Rowland got in while others aren't in, and but those and his point was, why do you care? Right, that was his full. That was it. it seemed like that was his full argument. Okay. Why does it bother you if this guy gets in and this guy doesn't? How does it uh, essentially? How does it affect your life that Scott Rowland's in the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds isn't that sort of thing? Well, but how does the Vikings winning or losing affect? Correct. That? That's what I mean. That this entire format, right, is nothing. It's what we talked about yesterday. Is based on nothing. Not that not things that you wouldn't like. There will always be better things to worry about and argue about Absolutely. than this. Right. The only time sports radio would get into something that you could say, "Why do you care?" is maybe social justice issues and how they affect the world. For sure, those are things that are people would care about. Yeah, but otherwise, I think this is here to get you to 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 not worry about the things you really should be worrying about and as a distraction care about who goes into the hall of fame yeah just like worrying about your favorite team yeah or your favorite players or a bad call in a game because you're right you know as as much as it pained me and it did to watch the cowboys lose sunday to the 49ers i woke up the next day my life didn't change one bit right i always tell you when you know growing up People would always say, "Oh, you were a cowboy fan because they were good in the '70s." Yeah, but I didn't see that. I was a, I was a, literally an infant, and four years old when they were winning their last Super Bowl in the '70s. I never saw it. Don't remember anything about it. All I knew of the Cowboys was losing heartbreakers and championship games, 
and then going through a few horrific seasons, one where they were 1-15 and and getting mocked every day in high school for being a Cowboys fan. And I'll never forget when they won that Super Bowl, and I know I've at some point in the last seven years of this podcast or eight years of this podcast, I know I've told you that when they won that Super Bowl in 92, in January 93, when they beat the Bills, I'll never forget the weird feeling of, what do I get? Like, that was great, but I'm going to go to school tomorrow, and nothing changes for me. I don't get a ring or money or a contract or a banner. Like, huh, that's it. But So it's, it's cool that they win, but that's it. But you don't get mocked for being the Cowboy fan anymore. Not at that point. Yeah. That is true. But my life didn't change, though. Like, right. It, nothing changes. Right. Nothing th- changes, and nothing really, truly matters. Right. But that's also, too, when we talk about this format, and I do agree that this format has evolved and changed for sure. At its core, though, that is why we're here for stupid conversations, stupid arguments that really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things other than it makes you forget about all your other problems for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or two hours or however long you listen. And that's kind of what we're here for. You know, as goofy as it is, yeah. Let someone call up and argue about Scott Rowland not belonging in the Hall of Fame. I think it's I think it's fun conversation. Now, the one thing you got to be careful of, as you well know, are the 90-year-olds that all of a sudden decide to pick up the phone and want to talk about DiMaggio, Ruth, and Gehrig. But that's I don't know. That's that's what this base is, that's what this format is based on. Yeah. Yeah, I also saw another thing, uh not having to do with this, but just like what does it matter, right? So people can say that you can say that almost about anything, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Like people will say all the time, they'll be like, um, no one ever said, I wish I spent more time at work. Yeah, but you have to work to get things and to live life. So you do have to go to work. Correct. And if you want to do well at work, maybe you have to put in extra effort and maybe you have to work overtime. But people always be like, no one on their deathbed ever said, yeah, but also. Reasons why we do it though. Right. You also can't be somebody who doesn't go to work. Correct. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's people that have, but I think you're right. And that happens a lot. I think that conversation comes up a lot, but at the same time, it's more probably people just mad at themselves for choices they made and they're finding other reasons to blame yeah. other people, you know? And it's like when the astronauts go to the moon or you're really high up in an airplane, you go, wow, look at, like when you look at the, there's even a a, a silly commercial about one, the, the astronauts on the moon looking at the Earth, and the yeah. one astronaut's been up there so many times he doesn't care. Sure, but it does when you look at it that way. You go, "Wow, we are a as you might say, a pimple on the or a pimple on the butt of what are like we are a the like, Earth looks tiny, then New Jersey's tiny, then our neighborhood's tiny, our house, and we are this. We're little, a grain of sand. Yeah. But things still matter, even though in 100 years we won't be here anymore. And it won't matter. And it won't matter. It matters while you're here. Right. Because you have to live life and be responsible and do things. So a friend of mine has taken the task of coaching travel hockey. And I never got into that. But coaching sports is coaching sports. And dealing with parents is dealing with parents. And he's beside himself. It's only year two. First year was phenomenal. Really had a good time. Year two, he's taken a lot of crap from parents over his rotations, his lines, who's playing, skating time, blah, 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 blah. And it's it literally like it's it's killing him. And I said to him, like, Jay, at the end of the day, in like four years, you're never going to speak to these people again. And that's just the way it is. 
just deal with it. Like it, it doesn't matter because it will be forgotten. But in the moment, he is so stressed out. And I, I lived it too. Not that I ever got stressed out about it like that. I really had good parents for 13 years of doing it. I never dealt with what he's dealing with. So maybe I'd feel differently. But I'm like, just relax. But he can't help it because he's in it right now. And people are coming at him from every angle. And I'm like, you've got a mortgage to pay. You've got a wife. You've got a son to worry about. And you worry about a Mrs. Smith wondering why Johnny only skated seven minutes instead of eight minutes and 30 seconds. Like, put it in perspective. And it's hard to. Right. Right. When you're in the moment, it's hard to put it in perspective. Yeah. When you pull back. Absolutely. The key to life, Jerry, is to be able to do it like that. Pull back in the moment Mm -hmm. and say, okay. Most can't do that. Not that I'm not going to care what these parents say or or the stress, but I'm going to try to give it less uh, energy or the less percentage of my life yeah. than I'm doing right now. No doubt. It's hard. It is. It's very difficult to do. And it's very. It's hard to keep that perspective. Yeah. You know, and things happen in your life and all of a sudden this perspective hits you right in the face. And then if things do improve or the further away you get from that incident, your perspective changes again. It's a vicious cycle, and I don't understand why we all don't take it more in stride. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, there's a uh, man who lives up the block from me who Whimsy likes. And I told you, Whimsy does not like many people. She mm-hmm. likes me, Gina, and this man who lives up the street. Have lunch with him today? Three people. Right. So he had a dog, an old dog, a little dog. We go up there, Whimsy would see the dog, see him, all stuff. So the other day when I was walking past, this man's wife came out and she told me that the dog had passed. Oh. It just, it, I guess it just happened a couple hours. Oh, geez. Previous. And they had the dog in a blanket, in a basket on the porch. You know, looked like yeah. he was sleeping. His head was sticking out. And, oh, my God. And they said, would Whimsy like to say goodbye? And do you think Whimsy knew that dog was passed? I don't know. I asked Daddy. He thinks so. I don't know the mind of a dog. Me neither. I have no idea. Now, she did go up and smell, but she always would. And and she did whine a little bit, but she does whine a lot. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It was like a wake for the dog. Yeah, then I wondered, like, when we got back home, was Whimsy thinking about the that she saw this dog that she would see alive. Does she know this dog is passed? And is it the same as, as us? Cause we, I tend to think through the dog as if the dog has a human brain, right? And human emotions, got a dog brain because every once in a while dogs do things and see things and notice things and act accordingly to things like that. We might, right. They always so say they like, are smart animals as we know. Yeah. I don't know if cats are like this. You have cats. Like they'll say, like if somebody in the house is very sad, mm-hmm. having a bad day, that the the cat goes to that person or the dog. They say that about dogs, right? So the dog knows when you're sad, and he'll he or she will hang out with you. 
So they must have some idea of emotions. They do, and I will tell you, I was in the basement doing a uh, a Zoom interview on Monday, and it was only a five-minute interview for halftime of last night's Rutgers game, and in the middle of it, I heard a crash from upstairs. I'm like, come on, what are they doing? And it was just me, and I know it's the cats. <laughs> so as soon as the interview was over, I go upstairs. As soon as I opened the door, Julius, the bigger cat, looked at me and hightailed it into the <laughs> other room. Callie, the one that Boomer hooked me up with, um, with uh, uh, North Shore Animal North League. Animal League. She's a doll, too. She was, like, in the corner looking at me. Now, these two usually come right to me when I walk in. They took off. I go <laughs> in, and one of these little crates that Kim had with candles in it was overturned. Candles were shattered. The glass was shattered around the candles. So I got to go in now. I got to pick up the glass. They're nowhere to be found. <laughs> as soon as... I put the bag in the garage. I see the one. No joke. And this like it's just funny. I see Julius's head peek around the corner in the kitchen. I'm like, you. And he bolted upstairs. <laughs> as soon as I turn around, Callie was looking at me. I took one step, darted upstairs. They're never upstairs during the day. They went upstairs and hit under the bed. Right. They knew they, they did, did know. Right. Yeah. And I didn't yell, but I was stern with the you. And he was gone. And I didn't see them until dinner time. Yeah. They hid under the, they never go under the bed. They don't go upstairs. That day, gone. Right. So they have some sort of notion. They know something's up. That they broke yeah. something yeah. in the house. Yeah. They don't know what they did, but they know what they did was probably not good. Right. It is funny. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got cats that are dogs. Yeah, it's really the, the animals are very interesting. Yeah, very much so. And then when Birds, parrots, they talk, we think they know what they're saying. They don't know. When they don't know it, they're mimicking right. sounds. Exactly. Right? They have no idea what they're saying. They're saying what they hear. Yeah. They're not processing it and learning a language. <laughs> right. You can't ask it a question and have it answer you unless you've trained them to say that when you say this. Bingo. So true. Yeah. It's just learned behavior. Yes. So I, like, I'd never seen a... Passed away animal. Yeah, it's sad. Domesticated it's, it's animal terrible. before. Yeah. It's really awful. I've thought of that, though. Like, like if you're... Like, a lot of times people will take their animals to be put down, right? Mm-hmm. But if an animal passes at home... Yeah. Like, it I, hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. Uh, every time it's happened at the vet. Like, let's say I, I woke up uh, one morning at 2 a.m. and yeah. my dog was passed out, yeah. passed away. Yep. What am I doing with you, a dog at 2 a.m.? You call the vet, and they will help take care of it for cremation yeah. to a pet facility like that. Yeah. For me, when I'm trying to think as an adult, we've had two cats pass away. Jewel, we had for 16 years, 17 years. She passed away, and we knew it was the end because it was obvious. Uh, brought her to the vet, and there was really nothing they could do. Had It, it was what it was. And then our little one um, that we got, I'm blanking out on her name, Jesus, God. Um, wow, that's terrible. She was only a year old, and she had um, feline AIDS. Or no, was it cancer? I forget. It was one of those. We tried experimental drugs from the University <laughs> of Remember that? Yes. From the University of Tennessee. Dahlia was her name. And when she started to get, it was so weird how they put her on this experimental medicine, and she started to improve. 
And then all of a sudden, it just stopped working. And she went from, if on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 is terrible, 10 is much better. She went from an 8 to a 2, like overnight. And then there was one night where she was whining and crying, and I brought her to the vet on a work night at 9 p.m., Yeah, a 24-hour vet. And uh, I stayed there, and by 11.30, they're like, We're, we've done it. There's nothing we can do. Everything spread, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. She goes, well, you could take her home, but she's only got hours left. I'm like, or do it your main way. I'm like, okay. And it was happened in the vet. Yeah. I remember I got home at 2 o'clock in the morning or one thirty because I had to wait for everything. And, yeah. And then I went home, slept for an hour, and came to work. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that, caught, that by the way, cost me a lot of money. Really? Because they tried different things. Ah. It was emergency. Yeah. And then they put her down, and it was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So it's never happened in the house, but yeah. that's got to be horrible. Very crazy. Yeah. And to pick up a dead animal. Right, and bring it to the vet. Yeah, sad. Pass. Here was a weird story that uh, came out uh, yesterday. I saw this. A a guy took his dog with him hunting. It's like a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And foolishly, the guy had his gun in the back seat. The, oh, I did see this. The dog was in the back seat. Yeah. The dog stepped on the trigger and shot and killed the driver. Yeah. Where was this again? I forget. I had it written down. That's all right. I don't have it in front of me. That is amazing that that could happen. Well, first of all, like you have a loaded gun in the back of your car where a dog is walking around. Come on. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's that's a weird one. But also, in places where hunting and guns are the norm, different parts of the country, like I don't think they... Even crosses their mind. No, it doesn't. Like for us, we'd ever see guns. We don't handle guns. If we were handling a gun, we'd probably be yeah super careful. I'm still freaked out when I see a cop walking around with a yeah. gun on his hip. <laughs> it's true. I do too. And a friend of mine who used to, well, still is, is a detective, and he dropped his kid off to practice. Uh, was it maybe two falls ago? Never came in uniform because he always had plenty of time to go home. This one time, he came in uniform gun shield I'm like dude what are you doing like hey, who's this yeah it's it's freaky and then i'm like god that's what you do for a living right. my god yeah right because you think a couple things one what if that guy goes nuts or i think of like what if there's some random crazy person that sees the cop sees the gun and goes i'm gonna steal that cop's gun yeah you're right that's why it's got to be weird in places like texas arizona which we'll see where you can have a gun on you when you go to breakfast. Yes. Like a, a regular citizen. Yeah, which we've seen before. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I told you, I miss used to walk around with it on his hip. Yeah. That was weird. I tell you this, though. If I was uh, if I was somewhere and I saw a guy with a gun in his holster, I'd be less likely to give him a dirty look for cutting me off or getting in front of me in line. I'd be like, all right, sir. Or doing something stupid or attacking him. Oh, yeah. I know. So I guess it makes sense. Uh, in certain cases, I yeah. suppose, yes. Um, what else did I have here for you, Jerry? Oh, I uh, downloaded and paid for this uh, this app called Shortform I was telling you about a c- couple weeks ago. You were telling me about this? Yeah, it's, a, it's an app where they have all different books that they summarize. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I like it. 
It's really it's like these books that you'll see like like can you get the Stephen A book on it now? Uh they do have biographies. I know they have the 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 Prince Harry one that just came out. Not interested. I haven't seen the but I'm not interested in those. Like I was more doing it for more for the like uh the subtle art of not giving an F and uh, the 12 principles of getting things done mm-hmm. and sure. all these sort of things. So it is it looks pretty decent and I'm going to keep it long enough to Have you have you read those? I read one I'm, and I'm only ha- probably halfway through one book now. What's the book and what's what does it cut down? The book is uh, it's Jordan Peterson, Twelve Rules, Twelve Simple Rules for Living. Okay, okay. So the book would be how many pages? Uh, would you say three hundred, two fifty? Yeah, maybe two fifty. And what does this cut it down to? This cuts it down to there. It does a one page summary of the book. And you're not finished with that yet? I did finish that part. <laughs> Then each chapter has its own one-page summary. So there are 12 chapters because it's 12 rules. So that's 12 pages. And then there's a a, a conclusion type thing. But it's still much shorter than it's reading 12 pages. the actual book. But you do get the, the gist of the book, I that's think. interesting. It makes you wonder, what the hell are they writing then? Yeah. That's interesting. That, to me, sounds too short. I thought you were going to say they cut 250 down to like 75 or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Because that, to me, would be worth it, too. Yeah. You know, interesting, though. I guess I'll have to look, depending on the book. Like, this book is very simple, laid out, 12 rules. Mm-hmm. And each chapter in the book is a rule, so they just take each rule and summarize it. So it's 12 lines. <laughs> it could be. Rule one. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. All right. That book I've seen, I, not that book. The uh, the unbleep your the subtle art of not giving enough uh, or unbleep your life. That one, yeah. I, that one's intriguing. Just I like the title. Yeah, I don't that's know if a, I'm really interested in it, but I like the title. Same. So that's the thing. Like I would see like in an airport, right, or in a book you know, a bookstore. Like that's intriguing. I'm not going to sit there and read the whole book, yeah. but maybe I'll read this. I don't know though, because Sal is not much of a reader, and books like that he gets locked in on and yeah. can't put them down. So I think it depends on how well they're written. Yeah. You know, and how much you're really interested in the subject and the topic. I've got to get into another book. I have not. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Been way too long. I do like a book on an airplane. Yeah, so do I. And on vacation, like if you go to the pool or to the beach on vacation. Well, that's where I like to read the yeah. mostly. So I read, like, in September, I read the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, but that's been it. I have not picked up a book since. Not good. The few... Uh, Twice I went to Italy, and though their TV over there, God yeah. knows what's going on on television. So I found myself reading a lot when I went to Italy, you know, somewhere where there's no the distractions of Netflix and ID Channel and Milf Manor isn't going to get in my way of actually, you know. You have any interest in reading the Bible? I I did I did. I saw Julia Louise Dreyfus read it. I was it her? No, Patricia Heaton. Yeah, she just finished it. She read it cover to cover, and the way she did it was like three or four pages a day every day. It took her, I mean, what is it, 900 pages? I mean, it's ridiculous how long Yeah, I also feel like there's various versions. Well, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. But, I mean, like, yeah, I just feel like there's sometimes this, like, sometimes the stories change even within Bibles, depending on. It could be, I don't know. Unless I'm incorrect. I have Bibles from when I was in Catholic school. They gave us a Bible every year. Yeah. And then the senior year one they gave us, uh, Kim and I actually still have both of ours. Because I said one day I was going to read it. And what did this Patricia Heaton say about reading the Bible? Oh, nothing. Just that she, that she it, did like, it. it was a goal of hers. Yeah. And then she posted online somewhere, you know, I accomplished the goal, completed completed the uh, the Bible today. I was like, wow. 
And she had notes that she wrote down every day that she read her three or four pages. Pretty wild. Yeah, and there was this uh, talk show host in Florida that I used to listen to. His name was Bob Lassiter. He he passed a number of years ago. But he was not a uh, religious man. But I guess he knew. He wasn't sports talk. He was regular topics of the day talk. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he knew, especially being down in Florida, that he would get a lot of people arguing against some of his things and quoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. So he beca- he became, he knew and read and knew the Bible back and forth. No kidding. Just to use as against an them. argument against people using the Bible. Knowledge is power. Because a lot of times people will have heard something that was in the Bible, sure. but maybe they didn't read it. Right. And That's... he would like know... That's why he went in an argument about that stuff with Eddie. Eddie read it and actually recalls it. Right, because he was uh, grew up with it. Think about this. I had religion class every day in school yeah. from kindergarten through 12th grade. I don't recall a damn thing. I mean, I know certain topics, titles, names, but if you ask me what was it about, I don't know. I don't remember. Yep. Tests, quizzes, exam, everything. Don't remember anything. I really don't. Terrible. Really, yeah. really bad recall, which has faded as the years have gone on. Right. Which, terrible sleep for going on 20 years. That's what happened. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll do it. Yeah. My sleep, my sleep changed when I was 20. Wow. I'm 48. So my, it's 20, 28 years of bad sleep. Not good. You get away with it a little bit when you're younger. Yeah, well, I know. Not so much uh, 28 uh, years into it. No, not so much. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, so.